Hi, my name is Denek. I'm an English teacher from the Czech Republic, and you're listening to my podcast called Denek's English Podcast. Here is another episode. Have fun. Hello everybody, it's this time again. It's Zdenex English podcast time. Welcome back to the podcast. How is everyone doing? How are you, my dear listeners? I hope you're great. And let me kick this off with an announcement. Tomorrow at 9pm, I will start recording a live show. I've already attempted to do one. It's been published on the podcast. I believe it's the previous episode, actually, isn't it? I think so. Yes. So tomorrow, 9 p.m. Central European time. That is the 17th of May, 2020. 9 p.m. Sunday. Central European time. I hope I'm telling you everything right. So that means it's going to be 8 p.m. the UK time. Okay. And, uh, well, it's going to be one of those live shows that I record on Podbean. And uh, I will have a guest as well. And it will be none other than Nrup, my friend, my good old friend Nrup. And we will be talking about uh, uh, what we have learned during the coronavirus time. What we have learned and how has our life changed for the better. I think that's going to be the main idea of this. Something along those lines. Um, And of course, I would like you guys to join us, to take part in this. Uh, So what you have to do is to just download the app, download the Podbean app on your phone, and then you just click live shows there and you will be able to find Zdenek's English podcast live show among the other live shows there. And obviously, there will be another way. I'll be sending a link once the, uh, once the live show has started. I will post a link in Zdenek's English podcast Facebook group. You can just click that link and it will take you there. Now, I have been kind of trying to mess around with this a bit, you know. Uh, maybe that's the wrong expression. I've been trying to dabble in this a bit and um, I am not exactly sure what you have to do to join. But as far as I'm aware, as far as I'm, as far as I'm concerned, you have to download that app. You might have to put in your headphones as well. But, and it has to be on your phone. I'm sure about that. Okay, so... Live show means that you will be able to hear what I'm saying and then later it will get published. And as you listen to me and my friend Roop, he will not be in the same room as me. So he will be actually calling me via this Podbean app as well. So imagine it's like a phone call that you will have an opportunity to listen in on. Okay, (laughs) it's a bit creepy, I know. But it, I th- I'm sure it will be worth it because um, Nrup and I have been friends for a while. So I'm sure it will be fun. And you can also ask us a question, obviously, or even more. 
if there's time for it. Why the hell not? And you can do that in that Podbean app, actually, yeah? because uh, it's not just that you will be listening to us, but there's also a chatting room there where we and you can communicate. Yes. So there are some some emoticons like smiley faces and things like that as well. Or we can just type, you know. So that's something that's happening once again tomorrow, Sunday, the 17th of May, 9 p.m. Central European time. I hope we'll see you there. Looking forward to uh, looking forward to what's the word I'm looking for? Looking forward to recording this show. Anyway, that's a little segue into what this podcast is about, and that's the functional language, the language that you can use for buying yourself more time. And this is extremely useful. I love teaching this subject, and I have been recommending it to almost all my students uh, across all different ages and nationalities and um, um, sort of like needs as well, especially to those students that need to prepare themselves for an exam, those students that lack confidence in the speaking part. I think this language is something that everybody should know, everybody should use, and everybody should never, ever be ashamed of using, okay? So it's language for buying yourself more time, for forgetting what you want to say, for forgetting a word. Essentially, it's about avoiding panic, and an awkward silence. So, let me start off by saying that this is something you can use in your IELTS exams and in your in your Cambridge exams during the speaking part, okay? Because if you do use this actually, it will show that you are a fluent and efficient communicator and somebody who is able um, to have a nice dialogue with someone else. It has a psychological effect as well because <coughs> excuse me, it's ultimately going to calm your nerves, okay? It will give you that confidence that you need. It will help you lose anxiety as well. It's the native speakers themselves that use these strategies quite often. Um, They do that in combination with a smile, yeah? So a confident speaker knows what to do when they end up struggling because everybody does end up struggling in the end. Everybody has these little moments of hesitations and not knowing what to say and you just forget. Sometimes the word just disappears. It's suddenly gone. I'm sure we have all been there before. I have been there many times before. It happens to me more often than not and uh, more often than I would like it to happen, of course, Uh, because my memory is sometimes like a Swiss cheese, you know. It's like a sieve. Um, it, it, It has a lot of holes in it. You know, so um, this is nothing to be ashamed of, trust me. And, um, well, uh, you will give an impression of being a a confident speaker if you use this in a right way and without being ashamed of using it. It will work wonders. Believe it or not, it will. Ever since I started using these, my speaking fluency, especially we're speaking about speaking fluency, has doubled. My speaking fluency performance has doubled. It's true, okay? I may sound like somebody giving you a sales pitch here, but, well, 
That's because I really want to stress this enough, because I can't stress it enough, how important this can be. And I would like you to pay a close attention to the phrases that I'm going to teach you now, okay? I've been teaching this a lot lately, like I said, and I would like you to know these phrases as well. If you want, you can take a piece of paper and a pen and just write them down, because I don't think there will be any show notes about this. So this is your only way you can get these. You might know some of them already, but you might not realize how to use them or when to use them. So I'll, I'll go through my list here and one by one, I'll try to explain what these mean and how they can be used. Okay. They are more or less all used in a similar way, actually. Okay. So, uh, just like I said, take a piece of paper and a pen and make notes. Okay. Like imagine you are sitting uh, in a classroom and I'm your teacher. That's exactly what's happening now. Yes. So I've got, I've divided it into two groups. There is a group of expressions, okay, we are talking about functional language, so it's not just one word or two words, it's often a sentence, okay? So these expressions uh, are used when somebody asks you a question. So imagine an examiner during the IELTS speaking part will ask you a question and then you you are supposed to answer immediately, but because you are nervous or because you suddenly don't know what to say or suddenly you forget how to speak English, it can happen, trust me. Then if you use a phrase like that, it may help you calm down, it may help you calm your nerves and uh, uh, be more confident about what's about your follow-up yeah there has to be some sort of follow-up after these phrases you can't just use these phrases for the sake of using these phrases that's not how it works these phrases help you buy yourself more more time well not literally buy you're not paying anybody for anything really but uh, you give yourself more time yeah you allow yourself to have a think about what you want to say next okay it may sound like uh, something cheesy or techy or like a cliche or something, but it is actually pretty useful, believe me. So, um, the first group is if somebody asks you a question. The second group is if you forget what you want to say or if you forget a word you want to say or something like that. So, let's go through the first group first, yeah? So, because we don't want to put the horse before the cart, obviously. Now, so if somebody asks you a question, let's say... Um, Let's say it's um, some question, something like, what did you do yesterday? Okay, well, it could be something more profound, like, uh, what do you think will happen to our planet in 50 years' time? Okay, something like that. And then this might be a surprising question for you. You might be caught unawares, and uh, so you need to know how to respond. So instead of immediately answering some, some sort of nonsense, which is unprepared in your head, or instead of being silent for 10 seconds, or instead of uh, sounding awkward and saying a lot of, um, uh, uh, mm, mm, instead of this, you can just say, let me think about that for a bit, or let me think about that for a minute. Okay, so that's a really useful expression. You could even say a second. It might not even be true. You might be lying to someone and it might be two, three, four, even five seconds. Let me think about that for a second. 
and then you say, hmm, and then you sp start speaking. So you immediately use some language, which will help you sort of like get the momentum, you know, sort of get into the, you'll sort of get into the swing of things, you know, and uh, it might help you get some confidence to start with, because obviously often it's about how you start, isn't it? If you feel like you're not doing a very good job speaking, especially during an exam, you know it, you know, you know that you're messing up. So if you say a sentence like that in a confident way, and you will, because you might learn this by heart, I do recommend memorizing these, by the way, then it does make a difference, you know. So uh, another one could be, I've never thought about that before. Well, you shouldn't really say it like that. I think I've overdone it a bit here. You could say, I've never thought about this before. Or you could say it like, hmm, I've never thought about this before, actually. And um, yeah, it's, it sounds quite engaging. It's something I would like to hear. It depends how you say it. You have to work with your voice a bit too, you know. The intonation. Notice which words are stressed. So if you say, I've never thought about it before, Obviously, the word thought and before are stressed. I've never thought about that before. Yeah, so the, stress, uh, the stressed words in this sentence are thought and before. Yeah, you have to notice these little nuances as well, you know. So we're talking about some aspects of, of uh, connected speech and, um, you know, like... Um, how you pronounce words, not just the, um, the stress in individual words, but also the sentence stress. Okay, then there are easy phrases like, let's see, that's something that can buy you some time, obviously, or even well, yeah, we might call these even linkers, some people call them uh, fillers rather, not linkers, sorry, fillers, yeah, so they fill, fill the time. Uh, another one that I like to use personally quite a lot is I am no expert, but or I don't consider myself an expert, but so somebody asks you a question, let's say about the environment or something like that. And <laughs> often uh, you are aware, you're well aware that you're not the best person to talk about this. So this will show some sort of honesty. You know, so you, you, you will um, admit to not knowing everything about this, which is natural, I think. And nobody expects you to be uh, the master of universe, you know. But also, it's, it's an expression to buy yourself more time, you know, obviously. So it has the same effect. It's, it's a strategy, guys. You, you use this as a strategy to deal with uh, a difficult question, perhaps. And speaking of difficult question, what you can say is, that's a very good question, or that's an interesting question, or that's, a, that's an amazing question. Oh, might be, I might be overdoing it again, so perhaps say, say something like, that's a very good question. <laughs> if I wanted to go uh, the extra mile, I could even say, that's a very good question. No, no one has ever asked me this before. There, you know, there are limitless possibilities, obviously. If, if you want to play around with the language a little bit. You can be more creative as well, but, but ideally you use one of those formulae, formulaic expressions, that is, the expressions that the, the native speakers use, you know. Uh, another one could be, frankly, this isn't something I'm used to talking about. Okay, just again, you're being honest, admitting that perhaps this is not your expertise, this is not your field, while still 
maintaining the conversation going because you start speaking. So immediately you're filling the time with speaking, which is something you're expected to do, of course. So there you go. Okay, there's another one. You can use the expression, I'm not quite sure where to start. So this is when you're expected to, let's say, have a long turn when you have to um, speak on a topic for one or two minutes, you could say, I'm not quite sure where to start. Now, this could be true or not. You might know where to start, but uh, you want to give yourself more time, you know. Perhaps uh, it will help you. Um, you know how you sometimes have this dryness in your mouth, you know. It will, it will just help you uh, fill your mouth with some saliva, I guess, or something, you know. I'm not quite sure where to start. And then you can swallow and um, carry on, you know. And uh, you, could, you could also say, where do I even start? Which is um, slightly different because I think it's more... Mm, there is a bit of like sarcastic tone in it, but it's, it could be nice as well, you know. Where do I even start? You might use this when you are a little bit upset about something, to be honest. You know, so somebody might ask you about the state of the environment in, at this, in this time and uh, you might be a bit cynical about it or skeptical so you could, you could uh, kick off with where do I even start in this kind of intonation by the way that's important the intonation matters too okay so that's it now let's do the second group now so I've got uh, another bunch of phrases here um, so hopefully you will like them. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It must be one of my favorite ones. That's something that I heard many times before on one of my favorite podcasts called Arscast. Arscast is not a podcast about asses or butts. No, uh, or bumps. No, not at all. It's or buttocks. It's actually a podcast about Arsenal, and it's called Arscast, which I think is an, an amazing pun, actually. And uh, the, the host of this show is called Andrew Mangan, and he is also a comedian, I think, and he, he has a fantastic voice, and he's really funny, and I love listening to him, really. And um, he often uses this whenever he forgets a word. He, he uses it so effectively, and I've heard it so many times that it stuck in my own head and now I use it myself every time I need to say something and I can't think of the word to say I would just say well what's the word I'm looking for that gives me enough time to either say something else because sometimes what you have to do if you can't remember a word especially if it's on the tip of your tongue uh, sometimes what you have to do is to go for a different word but this will you will allow yourself to have more time with this yeah, to make the decision. So that's very important. Now, I've also used the, the idiom, it's on the tip of my tongue, which is another one you could use when, when you forget what you want to say or when you forget a word. You just say, it's on the tip of my tongue. What's the word I'm looking for? You could even use both of these um, together. Yeah? And another one that I love a lot is, where was I? Or even, where were we? When you are talking with someone else, right? If you're not alone, you might say, where were we? Where was I? Okay? Amazing vocabulary, trust me. 
Just try it. You will see for yourself how much difference it can make. Now, how about... I forgot what I was going to say. I forgot what I was going to say. So, if you use this during an exam, not only do you buy yourself more time, but you are also using a formulaic expression. You are using... Uh, sometimes it's even an idiom, like the one it's on the tip of my tongue. In this case, you're also showing the examiners that you can use reported speech very well. I forgot. I forgot what? I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah. So, uh, after forgot, which is in the past tense, you must use past tense again. So, instead of I forgot what I am going to say, even though it's, it seems like it's in this... it's it's in that moment, well, native speakers would say, I forgot what I was going to say, because that moment is kind of in the past, yeah? And then you use gonna, which is um, obviously quite colloquial, because it's going to, but um, that counts as well. I forgot what I was going to say. If you say it in this kind of way, I forgot what I was going to say, the pronunciation, you get some pronunciation points as well. I forgot... So stress is on got, what I was going to say. Thus, it's um, um, obviously schwa sound. So uh, it's uh, the, what we call the weak form. And the examiners are teachers themselves. So they are noticing all these. I forgot what I was going to say. You know, that would be good pronunciation of that, I guess. Then there's another one. My mind has just gone blank or my mind went blank. You know, blank paper is paper with nothing on it. Um, so you could use it. That means you're admitting to uh, to completely uh, forgetting what you were about to say, right? That's okay. That shows your honesty. And again, nice idiom to use. But this one is my personal favorite. And it's I think it's used in British English mainly. Uh, sometimes the, the British say, I've lost my train of thought. I've lost my train of thought. What a great piece of language this is. So, um, you can even imagine this. You, you can remember this one visually, yeah? So, imagine a train. A train that goes uh, from place A to place B. And you can see how the train sort of disappears in front of your eyes. So, uh, imagine a thought, yeah? So, you first see your thought. It's It's going one way and uh, obviously uh, thought continues going and goes and goes and goes and at some point you can't see your thought anymore it's like a train that disappears in in the distance isn't it yeah so that's how you can actually maybe remember it just picture this train yeah so i think that's about it all these expressions are extremely useful and I will be repeating myself I guess because I've I've said it before but uh, you know practice makes perfect remember that so it's not enough to just listen to me saying these phrases to you or even writing them down what you need to do is to actively start using these so whenever you can't think of a word whenever somebody asks you a question you need you need to give yourself more time to think about it well why not try and to use these expressions. You will be surprised how well this can work. Okay? So, yeah. 
Uh, I think that's about it. Oh, by the way, first, you might sound a bit artificial as you're trying to use these phrases. Uh, but once you start using them in the right way, um, so sort of like going for the right time and the right place as a strategy, once you sort of like own it, you will sound way more natural as well. Okay, don't, don't forget that even the intonation and the stress and pronunciation matter a lot. Okay, that's all I wanted to say. So thank you very much for listening. This was a slightly shorter episode, but I think, um, I think it's nice for a change, isn't it? Let me know if you find this useful. Don't forget, you can always visit my website, which is teachersdenek.com. I would like to see a comment there because there is a, a zap section, Zdenek's English podcast section. Down below, you will find a discuss forum where you can uh, write anything you like. Because some of you have been complaining to me that they don't have Facebook, which is another place you can talk to me and uh, leave a comment about this episode, obviously, below the, the post that I make about this episode. But now you can also do it on my website. So feel free to do that. Let me know how you like this episode and if you want me to record more like this. Anyway, um, I need to come up with some sort of uh, clickbaity title as well for this one because it could be one of those episodes that people Google by accident, you know, by chance, and then suddenly become listeners of the next English podcast. I have had this happen to me before, but it requires you to create a good title. So if I, if I call it something like the best IELTS tip ever, I think that might actually work. That might do the trick. So I think I'm rambling as usual. As usual, I have difficulties to wrap this up. Okay, let's do it abruptly, I guess. That's it. That's the end. Bye.